What's going on, everybody? You're listening to This Week in Sports. I'm your host, as always, The Pody. It is, what's today, Thursday, September 23rd, 2021. It's been a couple weeks since I've done an episode. Extremely busy between work, softball, uh, doing the chains at football games. But I'm happy to announce that I've got Nick back for a very special episode. What's up, Nick? What's up, Pody? We're going to have a great episode for you guys talking one of our favorite things of all time, NFL bets, sports bets, what to look for going into this weekend, a mediocre Thursday night football matchup. So they say maybe a couple gems in the rough, but we're going to give you guys some insight and we're going to make it a great episode. Let's get it rolling. Yeah. Um, if you guys followed me, I, I'm really sorry. I couldn't do an episode last week or for uh, week one, but um, I hit big in week two, hit a couple nice parlays, went four for five, made over $500. If you follow me on social media, um, I know I was telling my friends, jump in on the Patriots. That was my big one. 49ers were another big one. The uh, Buffalo Bills, they cashed in easily, spanking the Miami Dolphins. Tua getting hurt. He will be out this week. But there was a number of really great matchups. Even in the afternoon games, you had the Bucks. I wasn't able to jump on them quickly enough, but there was just games galore all weekend long. This week, not as strong. This one has me feeling a little bit more like uh, like week one where I did uh, lose a couple hundo. Um, I believe you had a positive week that week, but week one's always tough. Um, it's always a tough one. You start to learn some things going into week two, hit big. Now we're on to week three. Like you said, we've got a shitty um, Thursday night game tonight. But um, I've been telling people just because there's a football game on tonight does not mean you have to bet this game. I don't know if you saw this. I don't think you're surprised by this, but over 80% of bets uh, are being laid on Carolina Um, with David Mills going. No Tyrod Taylor tonight. Davis Mills from Stanford, rookie, making his first start at quarterback. Um, The things could get ugly, right? So that's why everybody's jumping on Carolina. The problem with Carolina for me, correct me if I'm wrong. uh, Let me know if you think, uh, if you agree with me. Carolina is not one of those teams that you look at. You're like, oh, instant playoff contender. This isn't the Bucs. This isn't like the Packers, the Rams. This isn't the top tier, top echelon in the NFC, right? So to just assume that Carolina is going to go in there at 2-0, and you could say they overachieved last week beating a banged up Saints team, missing seven or eight coaches. Eh, I saw that one coming. But I don't trust a Carolina like I would if this was Tampa Bay or the Rams or somebody like that. I don't trust them. So to, 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 to bet Carolina at eight and a half, that is not a given by any stretch of the imagination. Yeah, I, I think I agree. I hit a prank actually yesterday and a little bit today, and we were talking about what you could possibly do in this game. And with the spread at eight and a half, you're really taking a gamble because the, the Panthers have looked good. They're one of six teams right now that are 2-0. and And not a lot of people could have said that they'd be doing that. They they dominated, absolutely dominated the Saints in their run game in week two. They won 26-7. to And then they started the season beating Jets in the Darnold return uh, against his former team. So it hasn't been easy, but somehow they've done it. But if I were to give any advice besides, you know, you don't have to bet on a game just because it's on, you don't have to bet the spread because that's what you see when you log into your betting account. 
Correct. Uh, one of the things that a lot of people are doing now is is parlaying prop bets. DraftKings offers uh, same game parlays. FanDuel finally, has done that. finally, finally. I, and it's not even it's not even the best feature yet. I mean, FanDuel does like legit same right. game parlay. You can bet on anything and turn it into parlay. DraftKings has kind of done like a slow motion rollout of their same game parlay. But if I were to bet on the game tonight, I would bet a prop. I, or I would take, you know, anytime score, yardage, reception, stuff like that. I, w- I don't know if I would touch the spread. Unless you're a Carolina fan, you're really passionate about them. Uh, it's an away game. Houston's fan base has seemed to show up to games pretty, pretty decently so far this year. Uh, I'm not saying that it's a sold out crowd like Arrowhead Field or something like that, but they they make some noise. They're loud, um, but yeah, eight and a half. I w- I can understand why eighty percent of the bets are leaning towards the Panthers. I mean, who are the Texans starting at quarterback this week? Yeah, Davis Mills. Davis Mills. I mean, I mean, it's, that's not the sexiest. He came story. in last week when Tyrod got hurt. His first pass was picked off. So in our fantasy league, um, I'm very banged up with my running back position, as you know. So I'm starting Mark Ingram tonight because my okay my understanding is that they're going to have to run the ball a lot with Davis Mills at quarterback. So I'm kind of banking on, you know, just give me a touchdown, Mark Ingram. Just give me like, you know, 50 yards in a TD and I'll be happy. Fun fact, um, me and you are both uh, 2-0 and in this league, second and third place. Yep, yep, 2-0. and I'm, I'm nice and That's undefeated, we do it. second place, second, uh, second most points for. My squad's looking pretty good. I like that. Mm-hmm. But I would I would definitely roll with the prop bets tonight, guys. That's unless you're feeling the over. Look, the over is at forty three. Will that hit? I can't guarantee it. I would assume that I would know, too. Yeah, I would assume that Carolina puts up at least twenty six points, and and then at that point you're saying you're banking on Houston to put up seventeen or more. Right? Maybe, maybe. But it's it's going to be a weird game. Kickoffs in three hours, forty three minutes from our time right now. Um. It's going to be a weird game, and but that's weird because the Thursday night games, I was telling Priyank as well, somebody that we currently, currently always talk to throughout the week about right. all things NFL and sports related. The Thursday night games this year have been phenomenal. The first one with that classic Dallas and Tampa Bay matchup, that was a great way to kick off the season. Yeah, it was. And then last week, last week you had the Giants coming off a short, short week going into Washington and, and Washington winning on a last-second field goal. It was a great game. So I think... I think this game will be a little bit better than in, people anticipate just because of the recent years of Thursday night games always being these toilet bowls yep. featuring teams that are one in four, like the Falcons are playing the Jaguars. And right. I think the game tonight should be pretty good. I think it should be a pretty decent game, at least a little entertainment value. Well, to your point, too, the first two Thursday night games have all come down to a final possession. And if you follow that trend... <laughs> Who's to say that doesn't happen again this week? And here's a great stat uh, for you that I saw uh, earlier today. Davis Mills, rookie, right, making his first career start um, on Thursday night football. Since 2016, quarterbacks making their first career start on Thursday night own a 5-1 and one record. And I'll tell you why that is. And that's probably not – that probably doesn't just go for Thursday night games. That goes for any quarterback making their first start. I've seen enough football to know how this works, right? You just assume going into this game, right, eight and a half points, oh, it's easy, you know, rookie quarterback, but he looked terrible last week. No, this is the problem. 
When you have a quarterback that's brand new to this league making his first career start, he got a little action um, over the weekend, but that's just him being thrown into the fire. No prep. He got no reps with the ones in practice. None of that stuff, right? So now he has a full week of practice. Carolina's defense, by the way, I will say that front seven, that, that defense is underrated, in my opinion. I didn't think they were this good going into the season. They absolutely dominated the New York Jets, and I thought it was just the Jets looking bad. But no, they did it to the Saints as well. So that defense is a little bit underrated. But at the same time, with Mills getting a full week of practice in and Carolina having nothing to study on him, they have like half a game of film, and then all they can do is watch what he did in college. But that's a completely different ball game, different system, it's it's completely you can't you can't you can't uh count on on what he did in college you can't prep for that so that is why i think that davis mills and um the houston texans will call a safe enough game plan where like you said they're going to try to run the ball they're going to try to get him in play action he may be a little bit more mobile than they think as well so I really do believe that this could be the third straight Thursday night game that comes down to one final possession. And um, I think Carolina does pull it out in the end. But to me, it's too risky to jump on a spread bet here or even a money line bet. The over looks enticing enough, but it, it's also possible Carolina wins this game like 21 to three. I mean, that's a, yep. it, there's so many variables that it could go any which way. Um, and that's why... To your point, again, the safest thing to do would be to bet the props. And um, if you're going to bet a prop, I'm sure the odds are not great. I haven't checked because I'm not really into this game in terms of betting. Um, But I would take McCaffrey to score maybe the first touchdown, definitely any time touchdown scorer because – through three through two games, he's uh you know he scored what his first touchdown last week, but I, I feel like he's due for like a real big kind of breakout game. Um, and with Darnold back there, they've looked pretty damn good. Um, so I I do think that Carolina pulls this one out, but let's not let's not you know let let's not Can't forget the Texans yet. Yeah, like the Texans have looked very good through two weeks. They they beat Jacksonville which I thought was going to happen in weeks, week one. And then they played really well against Cleveland as 12 and a half point underdogs. Cleveland's defense, by the way, really bad through two games. But um, that's a testament to what the Texans have done on offense. I think a lot of teams are just expecting them to uh, lay down and, and just walk all over them. And that's not been the case so far. Yeah, DraftKings right now has one one odds up for touchdown scores. This is the only thing I don't like about DraftKings is that they always put up their odds for touchdown scores anytime, first, last, so late, so late in the yeah. day, before, right before kickoff. Like if you try and bet on a on a game that's on a Sunday, that Saturday night you can do it, right? But these Thursday night games, I don't know what it is. They have no TD scoring odds up for any of these guys. Jesus. The only thing that I would I'm a little biased with the Mark Ingram reference that I mentioned before, but his rushing yard over no, it's out, fair. Over I mean, under right now, thirty-eight and a half. What? He's he's rushed the ball forty times in two weeks. He averages twenty yard uh, twenty carries a game, thirty-eight yards right now, which is a bit shocking considering they got Lindsey there and David Johnson. They do have but... David Johnson and Philip Lindsey in the backfield with them. Wow. Yeah, that's that's true. It's, it's really it's a, a crowded 38? backfield. Thirty-eight. All you what? need, all you need, is one breakout run for yeah, fifteen for yards, exactly. and you're almost, and you're forty percent there. 
Although That's I needed Seek to rush for 40 yards, and thank you, Priyank, for adding that to my prop bet a few Thursdays ago. Yeah. Um, guys, if you don't know our buddy Priyank, he was on this show like in the very beginning, but um, whatever you do when it comes to betting, just do the opposite of what he does. Mm-hmm. We all joke that like he's he he every bet he makes like something crazy happens, it doesn't hit. He got lucky the other night. Um, the Monday night game, I told him, stay away. Don't bet anything. I wasn't sure about this one. Kind of like I feel about this one. You expect, you know, expected Green Bay to blow him out. But after week one, it's like tough. The Lions looked good against the 49ers, whatever. But he decided against, you know, my wisdom to go with a parlay, um, for like both running backs, like over uh, receiving yards. And the Aaron Jones one, I I agree, that was a good bet. He hit that early on. And then I went to bed right before like the, with like nine minutes left. I had nothing to worry about. Fantasy was locked up for me. This guy needed, um, what's his name? The running back for the Lions. He needed him to um, uh, get like, he had 11, yeah, he had 11 yards. No, the other one, the main guy. He had 11 yards rushing. um, Yeah, Swift, DeAndre Swift. I don't know why. I forgot his name, but DeAndre Swift, he had 11 rushing yards. He needed like over 24 to hit this parlay. I think he was like 40, 40 bucks to win like 90. So I just assumed it was over. Um, and then I woke up to some texts like, oh my God, Goff threw an interception. Like I'm screwed. And then all of a sudden he, he tells me he got like two receptions, like right off the bat in the final possession and got like 40 yards receiving. And he hit the prop bet. Thank God. Because wow. Most of his bets are just awful, and he never hits. He always goes against my advice, and he never tails me when I win. So it's yeah, it's yeah. Brutal. He does he does some of these obscure odds right. uh, odds for these prop bets. Like I thought he called me earlier in the day, and our normal Sunday routine for those of you who do not know is we usually have a middleman between me, Anthony, and Priyank, who one of them hears the other person's bet and then feeds mm-hmm. it back to the other person and then word of word of mouth spreads like that. So I usually consult Priyank with with our dra- with our picks. And he mentions that he's going to take Noah Fant over 44 yards receiving. Oh, yeah. So I already, I text him earlier in the day. I'm like he's already had three catches and he finishes with like 36. Pitiful mm-hmm. showing, right? And then he takes who's the uh, running back he took to have over uh, nine carries and he finished with like eight. Oh, or, uh, but, Connor, James Connor, James Connor. The, yeah. The, he needed over reason, eight, eight and a half rushing attempts yeah. and he finished with eight. So <laughs> he has the worst luck. He's one of those betters that it, just, it, it never seems to go his way. And then in the group chat, what did I post? I posted the Sunday night special yes. that they were doing on DraftKings. Yes. That was money Combi- combined Patrick Mahomes passing yards. And Lamar Jackson rushing yards over 365 and a half. Mm-hmm. The most automatic bet you'll ever yes. see on a Sunday night game. 100%. Immediately posted to the group. It's free money. Brian calls me. He says, uh, I'm going to put it in. I said, you got time. Do it after work. You'll have time before the game starts to do it. He forgets to put the bet in. He loses oh out on winning God. an easy $100. Yeah. Oh, yeah. my God. Easy $100. It was. I sent that to my brother. He was like, dude, I lost mad money last week. He put 205 on it. And then as the game was getting closer and closer, I'm hitting all these bets, right? They're all looking good, my parlays. I'm like, shit, now I feel like I should put more money on it. Because I told my brother, I was like, dude, I think Mahomes could get this himself almost. And he almost did. He was like 343 passing. So, And Lamar had over 100 rushing. It was totally like easy money. And I'm regretting not putting more money on it, but I'm not going to complain. You know, I took home 500, you know, a little over 
for the, for the weekend. So, you know, all in a day's work really, but you know, it's hindsight, but yeah, that was a, thank you, by the way, that was a great, great pick. And you know, yeah, that's what you've got to do. Like you've got to be on multiple apps, multiple betting apps. Barstool is now in New Jersey. It's slowly spreading. It's getting bigger and bigger. And I want a free sweatshirt. I ordered the sweatshirt already. All you had to do, uh, it was part of Megan's making picks, whatever the hell that chick is on Barstool, the shit they're trying oh. to do. But it was Cowboys money line, and it was plus money. And I'm like, why are the Cowboys plus money? They've looked great in two weeks. I'll throw 50 bucks on the Cowboys. Win or lose, you're getting a probably like $50 sweatshirt. And what's funny is when I redeemed the sweatshirt, it takes you to the page, and it gives you a code in your email. It says the sweatshirt is $10,000. What? And then when you redeem it, it's free, like the code. Oh my! So I don't know why it's like it must be a goof or something that they have it. Probably. It's a Gildan, like fucking printed on just sweatshirt that's that, that they claim is ten thousand yeah. dollars. But well, it's the same um, thing that they do with the tie the week yes, before, or whatever. Everybody yes. got the free tie if the overhead and it, it, right. the overhit in like the third quarter. Right. Exactly. But uh, no, that's, that's my the, one. That's my yeah, one gripe yeah. about um, like these sports betting apps is you. You've you've been on Instagram, you go on Twitter, and you see mm-hmm. these like these like bimbos that are paid by these companies to give you like their pick of the week, or they Awful. make some type of they make some type of freaking TikTok that has their five best teams in the NFL right now, which everybody and their freaking mother knows after watching one week of football who you see the top teams are. It's like it's it's so stupid, and then they it's their way to get you to sign up with these sites, which I'm not against. You should definitely use all of these sites. I talked to a guy today picking up at the sub shop. And he got banned off FanDuel. And I'm like, how do really? you get banned off? Yeah. He said he was That's winning odd. too much, so they banned him. I don't know. He probably, I, maybe I'm he was jerking my chain, that. but. Yeah. It's almost like BetMGM, Barstool, DraftKings. There's all these different sites. They offer different odds, too. It's, I, uh, it's, yeah. You can, it's so lucrative. Just take advantage of it. The problem that people get themselves into, like for me, for example, I I don't know how much I started with. I usually start with like $100. Like I got into DraftKings and then all of a sudden I hit that Super Bowl bet. I had put more money in to, to get these promos and get extra bets and stuff. And then I just, I leave my money in there because I want to build my bankroll to like a solid like 10K. And then I could just really start hammering like $250 bets and, you know, maybe even 500 a game that I really like something that's a lock. So I'm slowly like loyal to DraftKings just because that's where I have my most money and I feel comfortable just losing 200 bucks here and there because it like doesn't even make a dent in in my balance. And then I'm on FanDuel and I swear to God, bro, I had I had like somewhere around 700 bucks. Like, and then I just, for the longest time, I just forget FanDuel's there for the most part. And I just always was betting on DraftKings. And dude, now my FanDuel account slowly is going down and down and it's like, like four something. I don't know the last time I won a FanDuel bet. I swear to God. I hit four out of five bets this past weekend. The one I didn't hit was on FanDuel. It was a stupid $15, like I had free money. Ten of it was from a parlay bet that I had lost on Thursday night's Giants-Washington game. And then five was a bonus because I bet 50 bucks on the uh, Buccaneers to win the Super Bowl this year. So every win they get throughout the season, you get a $5 promo. And on FanDuel, what I always known is those promo bon that bonus money like expires in seven days. So I don't know if that was supposed to expire. So I'm like, I'm not going to take a chance. I'm going to throw 15 bucks on this odds boost Cardinals and chiefs to win Cardinals win because Greg Joseph shanked or pushed uh, goal, a 37 yeah. yard field goal. So I'm like, Oh nice. I'm still alive. And then the chiefs blow it because 
Edwards Alaire fumbles on the final possession, and that was that. But it's like, dude, I'm winning all this money, and you're telling me I can't even win this one bet on FanDuel. So, like, I don't know what's going on, but I cannot seem to win on FanDuel. So, for the most part, I don't even bet on there, but I do always go in and I check the odds boost. I check odds for different games because half a point sometimes is everything. If you got the Rams this past weekend at three and a half, like most people did, you lost because they only won by three. I uh, changed the odds. I brought it down to two and a half. That's why I I hit my parlay. So it was money. I did that with a four-team parlay, brought it all down to two and a half, and it was fire. And I, I would love to do the same thing again this week, but I just do not have the confidence in some of these games. I'm going to have to really dive deeper over the weekend and really look through these games to see what I like. Um, because the only other game that I, that I like that I have bet so far is Tampa Bay. And there is a nice promo. It's at plus one Oh five for both quarterbacks in the bucks and Rams game for, um, over, uh, what is it? Five ninety nine point five uh, yards passing. passing. Yards. Yeah. yeah. So that's each guy has to throw for 300. I looked them up. Both guys have done it. Um, week two, I think they both threw for like two seventy eight or something, but they were pretty much like blowouts or whatever. So it's like, I think this hits easily. One guy could throw for 450, another guy, you know, it's going to happen. It's going to be a high-scoring game. So that's one of the games I like. But if there's some other games that that, that you like, um, I'm, I'm ready to listen because I did not – I looked through these games and I was not feeling all that confident. Yeah, I saw these initial spreads Monday, Tuesday. You check these spreads that are coming out and – they don't look I'm, – I'm honestly surprised. One of them that sticks out to me, and I don't understand why it's this low, is the Raiders game against the Dolphins without Tua. They're only favored by four and a half, and it's in Las Vegas. I don't understand that. Unless they've, they haven't they have ruled Tua out yet because I know he had a rib injury. No, um, they did rule him out. That's officially – They ruled him out. He's been they ruled They just out. lost 35 to nothing without Tua in the game. What? Why is the spread only four and a half? That's a game that sticks out to me. Um, another one they had when the spread first came out for the Tampa Bay and Rams game, the the Rams are favored by one. Tampa Bay was plus money. Were they I think really? That's changed recently. Yeah, Tampa Bay is now favored by a point and a half. Yeah, early, I got them early, at a point. Yeah, early early Monday night or Sunday night, I believe, when they released those initial spreads without the over under number either, uh, they had them at plus money. The Rams, the Rams, I, they look good. I like the Stafford pickup with them where they tra- where they dealt golf to Detroit and they picked up Stafford themselves. That offense is legit, and that defense is so fierce. Jalen Ramsey's playing out of his mind so far in two weeks in the year or so, and I just uh, I think that team I is disagree. I, I don't know. I disagree. I don't think they can beat the Bucks. The Bucks. it's one thing to win a Super Bowl. It's another when you bring all 22 starters back yeah. the following year, and yeah. you're just running through these primetime games. Yeah, that's going to be a scary game to watch. I think there's going to be a lot of scoring. The over under is 55. Mm-hmm. That that that's going like to go up. That's an over. That's mm-hmm. an over game. Yeah. Even if the Bucks hit 40 of it themselves, like that offense is on fire. Gronk's catching touchdowns like it's 2015. Dude, I know. Crazy. There's a couple. But yeah, you're, you're right. Some of the spreads this week, like the Eagles are only underdogs to Dallas by three and a half. I think Dallas covers that. I think Dallas covers maybe a maybe a five point spread, five and a half. If you want to bump that up to even six and a half on your own goodwill, right? It's in Dallas. Philly just stunk up the joint in their first first home game last week. And then, if you want, I think one of the most intriguing storylines going into this week is um, Justin Fields making his first start as a rookie. Yep. yep. About damn time. 
Well, it took an injury from Andy Dalton. Um, but yeah, that was only a matter of time before he got hurt too. It was a simple, you know, he was running out of bounds. I didn't really see what happened until I saw the slow-mo and he avoided like serious knee damage, but I expect him to be out for a while. We'll see what fields can do. He's looked good in limited action in the preseason and whatnot, but then again, so is Zach Wilson and we all saw what happened there. But that, that the one thing I will, I want to get back to that you mentioned is that va- that Raiders game and the Dolphins. Um, I'll tell you why this this is at four, right? Is that that's what it is? Four? Yeah, four said? four and a half. All right. So Jacoby Brissett is quarterbacking the Miami Dolphins. Jacoby Brissett is not like some awful scrub. This dude was like the heir apparent to like Tom Brady at one point. He was starting for the Patriots. He was looking good. Then he went to the Colts and he was the starter when Andrew Luck retired. Look, he's not he's not like he's not Tom Brady. He's not Peyton Manning right? He's not Drew Brees, but he's better than a, like Davis Mills making their first career start. So the one thing I will say is a team like the Vegas Raiders, they're another team that I'm not 100% sold on just yet. They're a team that I can see like every year they get around eight, nine wins, but they find a way to lose and miss the playoffs. And Gruden hasn't taken them over the hump yet. So to me, uh, four is a good number, I'm a little scared by this game because I just feel trap. This has trap written all over it. It's in Miami, right? It's it's in uh, Las Vegas. Oh, it's in Vegas. Okay, so that they have that working for them. We saw what that crowd did, um, you know, in the, in their first home game, and they got that big win over the um, over the the uh, the Lamar Jackson and the Baltimore Ravens. So, um, yeah, because I I thought it was in Miami for a second. So, yeah, if it's in Vegas, um, they're definitely uh, going to win that game. But um, mm, now now you got me wondering. Well, yeah, you got to think about when the Dolphins – so last week, Jacoby Brissett comes in the game, right? He, he has 40 passing attempts in the entire game, completes 24 passes, throws yeah. for 169 yards, and a pick. But the Dolphins – I think turned the ball over on downs maybe two or three times in that game because they were down by so much. They just kept having to go for it on fourth down. And I think they were in that no man's land, 40 to 50 yard line area, which I think helped only add to the bills total for the game because they're starting at the, at the bills, 48, 38, something like that. So I guess the spread wasn't as, yeah, that's a good point. So that's one, that's one take you can look at. And I mean, they they completed passes, just not for the yardage that they were expecting. If you look at their receivers, Jalen Waddle, eight targets, six catches, forty-eight yards. I mean, Devontae Parker's still in the team. They have a top ten tight end in Gasecki. I think their run game is a little, mm-hmm. little slow to start the season. But I mean, if you're down two games like that in a row, that well, actually they won week one, but last yeah. game if you're down, you're just going to abandon the run. So well it, the. Yeah, no, you're right. But the other thing that that I did see somebody say is when you really think about it, I don't know why, but Miami's offense is not good. For some reason, they're not like, yeah, they won 17-16 in week one, but we looked at, we watched the Patriots, or I did at least, beat the Jets. That offense isn't good either. They're like mediocre. Um, you know, they joked that they play boring football with Mac Jones, just dumping it off all the time. So that's not a great team to, to beat, but yeah, Miami's offense isn't that great. Yeah, I'd actually, that, uh, I actually, yeah, no, I'd actually, um, you convinced me I would take the Raiders. I like to win that. this by at least, at least a touchdown. Um, the one game that 
um, I'm interested in is one that we have not yet mentioned, and that's my New York Jets in mile high to take on your Denver Broncos. I love me some Jets, baby, at plus 10 and a half. You like that? I do. I don't know why, but I just have this just this gut feeling that the Jets are going to cover this one. They've been so bad on offense, especially last week. They clicked a little bit towards the second half, but I don't see Zach Wilson playing this badly ever again. Ever again, yeah. I don't see him repeating what he did last week. There's no way. They, what did they tell him to stop playing hero and just take right. what the defense gives you? Like sometimes right. boring is better is I believe exactly. what the quote that the coach said to him. Like, yeah, yeah, I agree with that. I, I expect them to keep it close. I don't know if Denver and I'm a, I'm a diehard Broncos fan. All you guys out there know that, but week one, they beat the giants. I upped the spread myself. I think they're favored by, by three and a half. I upped it to nine and a half, went yeah, to the was, game in my good. own backyard and the money I won paid for me, my brother's ticket. And um and some of the beer. So I mean, we had a great time, and I was able to watch my team start the season one and zero in some great seats. Week two did the same thing, bet on them to win the game, and they did. And yeah. uh, it's 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 nice to see your team go two and zero. I think there's a little bit of an overreaction with the Broncos. They've they've had some bad bad injuries so far. You lose Jerry Judy week one. Josie Jewell, their starting inside linebacker, was just uh, ruled out for the year. He tore his pectoral muscle. Uh, Bradley Chubb. Just had um, some bone chiseled off in his ankle. He's going to be out for, I think, six weeks and then make a return maybe around the week week eight or nine bye, I think they said. Okay. So they're a little bit banged up on defense. They lost two of their big playmakers. Josie Jewell played a, played a, an absolutely brilliant game. And then to, tore, to tear his uh, pectoral muscle on like a shoulder hit. It was a weird play. Yeah. He initially thought he hurt his shoulder and he tore his pec. Jesus. It was weird. But – um. They uh, they signed a, a practice squad linebacker from the Rams. They're trying to beef up that defense. Von Miller's playing out of his mind. The secondary is still one of the best in the league. Uh, they're gonna. It's a it's a good test for Zach Wilson. The only thing that makes me want to bet Denver more than I already do is that they're zero two on the road. This is their first home game of the season. Yeah. And the last time that Denver started two and zero was I think when Peyton was playing. Or the, wow. or the year right after he retired where they had Trevor Simeon at quarterback. So I I like them 2-0 playing your first home game against the team that is struggling mm-hmm. to get anything going. I, well, I like them. I don't know if I like them with the 10. Yeah. Uh, but I like them if you were to – I don't know if you've used your same game parlay feature yet on DraftKings. I still have a free one. Yeah. I think That's there's a, a new one this week. Is there a, it might be one, one of yeah. them those things that they reset it every week yeah. for their users, yeah. which I, I haven't used it yet, so I think I'm going to okay. use it in this one. Denver, first team to 20 points, uh, and then any other one of three, two of three parlay legs that you want to add in there, that would right. be my bet. Denver, first team to 20, or lead at the half and win the game. Yeah, something, I was going to say, along those 100% lines. Uh, lock would be lead at the half because the Jets so far through two games, I mean, they really didn't step it up in the second half either, but through the first, at least the first game, they couldn't do, couldn't score in the first half. And then they, they stepped, they were better in the second half. So again, young quarterback on the road, you expect them to get off to a shaky start. I would take Denver first half, but again, 10 and a half, like you said, that's a big spread. The one thing about the Jets, which is shocking me, they are like the youngest team in the NFL. They have the youngest cornerback group, uh, DBs. Their corners are giving up the third fewest um, receiving yards to wide receivers. 
in the NFL right now through two games. I know it's a small sample size, but it's like a little it's a little weird that these teams. I mean, Robbie Anderson had the one uh, deep ball touchdown in week one, but otherwise the defense. Uh, C.J. Mosley, those guys, the defense has been solid. They've actually been getting to the quarterback, getting some sacks. So I think th- that the defense can hold their own because um, Denver's offense, it's 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 like it's not great, um, especially with you know the injury to Judy. Um, it's serviceable for sure. Teddy's like a game manager and whatnot, but I don't know. Something tells me that this is going to be like a sloppy game. Maybe it's like, you know, 28-24 final where the Jets could lose on a field goal. Um, I don't really necessarily see the Jets winning per se. I would love to see them win. Um, but it's like, are the Broncos really about to start the season 3-0? and I hate to say that because you're, you know, a Broncos fan. But, like, yeah. they're not, th- you know, they're not, I know. They, they're yeah, not they... that good, especially in that division. Like, they're leading that division, right? Yeah, they're tied with the Raiders for first. Yeah, with the Raiders, yeah, which and it's, is crazy. It's crazy. I, the only thing that worries me is that they, when they played Jacksonville last week, they gave up a touchdown on the opening drive, and mm. Jacksonville looked like a really good team on that drive. Uh, they, he let them down the field, and they scored. They're up 7 nothing, and I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, is this really how the day's going to go? And then the finals, 23-13, Jacksonville did nothing. So the one thing that is against Vic Fangio's defense is that they don't really show you everything in that first or second drive. They kind of adapt as the game goes on where they make adjustments and they made such good adjustments that Jacksonville was having problems the entire game, getting first downs and moving the chain, uh, giving Denver great field positioning on the punt returns. So maybe the jets do take an early lead, which opens up the door for um, a live bet. You know, if, if the jets go down, they score on the first drive, or they kick a field goal and then Denver punts and they go down and kick another field goal or or they score a touchdown. They're up ten nothing, seven nothing, six nothing, even with two field goals in that first quarter. Opens the door right up for a Denver Bronco live bet money line. Yeah, it's not a bad idea, actually. It's really not. Um what's our Sunday and Monday night games this week? Um uh, Monday night you got I believe what is it? Is it the Eagles game? Oh yeah, Eagles, Eagles Cowboys. That's gonna be good. Yeah, and then the Sunday night game, Packers come oh, right back with right. another primetime game of their own. They're playing the 49ers in San Fran. Packers, 49ers. Packers thing. underdogs right now. Yeah. Plus three. Over under of 48 and a half. Oof. Yeah, I uh, I'm seeing I don't 50 know. and a half on DraftKings right now. All right. Yahoo's telling me 48 and a half. Yeah. I think that's MGM that they use partner with but yeah i mean this week you gotta just you gotta be careful you gotta pick and choose and i'm sure a lot of people won money last week because it was uh, you know it was i'm sure of it it was an easy week so that's how they trap you they pull you in and now you're gonna try to bet big and capitalize on those wins and you just you have to be very very careful and be conservative if there's big spreads be careful you might want to lower those spreads or like you said a great idea is to live bet when the team that's favored going in is like losing, say after an opening drive or they're down maybe, you know, 14 or something, you know, that's, that's a good idea too sometimes. Um, but I'm not going to go crazy this week for sure. I'm going to check out the promos. Like I said, um, see, you know, the, t- the odds for touchdown scorers and whatnot. Um, you know, it, it's good. It's a nice, oh yeah. And then, uh, DraftKings also, they're doing, they brought back the 20% profit boosts for every game. I didn't have that option last week. 
Um, but it's back this week. The max is 50 bucks per bet. So I threw 50 on Tampa Bay already um, at just about even money at minus one. And then I'm probably going to throw another 50 to get that up to 100 uh, at one and a half, two and a half, whatever it is, as long as it's under three. So they win by a field goal, I win. Um, and then I am going to see, you know, what I like in the one o'clock games. I'm going to pick and choose the one o'clock games. And, you know, like you said, this is the week probably to go with a lot of player props. Um, I think DeAndre Hopkins for the Arizona Cardinals, for some reason, he's on my fantasy team. So I've noticed this a lot more. He seems to be going off in the first half or basically first quarters. He scored two touchdowns week one. He scored a touchdown in week two. And bro, he has not gotten to 100 receiving yards yet. And he's playing the Jaguars. So I don't know what his over under on yards receiving is. Let's check it. But that to me is a is a nice little prop bet that I'd definitely be willing um, to put some money on. Let's see. Receiving yards. Yeah, it's like you said. They never they don't have it. Yeah, I'm right. just checking out the touchdown score prop bets for tonight for the for the Jacksonville for the um Texans Panther game. They just they just posted them within I guess probably the last 5 or 10 minutes. Yeah, I don't get how they do this because they have receive receptions. Um they have receptions uh and re- they have receiving yards in here, but they have Carlos Hyde, Chase Edmonds, Chark, James Robinson. Like they have all these guys and they don't have they don't have the big DeAndre Hopkins. So yeah, like yeah. what is this? Are I they don't gonna, know. Eventually they put it on, I know, because this happened um, with a game I was looking at over the weekend, but it's like, I want to know what it's at. But no, I would take DeAndre Hopkins. I don't think he's going to, the over-under is probably not going to be 100. And if it's around there, I would take it because I think this is probably the week that he gets to that 100 yards. And and he scored in both games, so you might as well throw him on there. Maybe put him down for a first touchdown score or any time mixed in parlayed with the with the receiving yards because um, I think he's due for a big week. So that's one prop that I like. Um, you know, I, I seen one where a guy bet the freaking, uh, Buccaneers to score two defensive touchdowns last week. And he cashed oh, that he in cashed for that. Like a monstrous amount, like 30,000 or something ridiculous. I know it's just absurd. Some of these bets that you can hit on, but there's money to be made. It's out there. This is it's football season. This is the time as a sports better, um, to get that hot side hustle in for sure. Uh, because there's nothing like it. Um, whether you like football or not, uh, there's money to be made. That is for damn sure. I always tell people, and I think you've said it too, is that find what you think are automatic plays. Find because everybody out there is different. There's you know so many people in the country that are in states that you can legally bet on sports in. And if you are a fan of a certain team or you see a matchup that you just think is going to go a certain way, then go for it. I'm not saying to bet, you know, a five-team parlay for $100, but, you know, if you like one matchup that you think looks pretty juicy, then go for it. And the good thing about, like, DraftKings, FanDuel, all these other sites is you can change the game line yourself. Yes. So is it worth it to you to decrease the odds from a minus 115 spread to a minus 125 for half a point or a point and a half? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. If you don't like... You know, a team that's favored by like like the Ravens this week, they're minus eight against the Lions. That's a pretty fair spread. But if you think they you you think they just win by a touchdown or, you know, just to be sure, you know, 
take the minus six and a half and pay an extra, you know, it'll go from minus 110 to minus 135 or whatever the hell it does. Like that, just be safe about it too. If you think it's automatic, be safe with it. You might as well because you don't want to regret at the end of the day when they win 32 to 24 and it's a push and you get your money back. Minus 145, you were close. Yeah, 145. It's worth it. And what I like to do is, you know, I like to bet on on games um, and not chuck up the whole 110. Maybe I'll put half of that. So if they're favored and it's minus 120, I'll throw 60 to win 50. That's that's fair to me. I'll do that. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm trying no, to avoid fair. the parlays. Last week I had a, I had my parlays all busted. Um, but the one that I was most pissed about was, and this is the first year that I've tried this, is uh, touchdown scoring parlay bets. Ooh. So I had Tim Patrick, wide receiver in the Broncos. He scored a touchdown. Stephon Diggs on the Bills. He scored a touchdown. The third leg that I needed to hit was Alvin Kamara in the Saints. Oh. Who scored three points all game. And oh. that was for a $10 parlay would have won $100. Yeah, that's and, nice. And if, if you're a fantasy player like myself and Anthony, then you know like TD scoring is not that hard. It, it comes pretty no. often in these games. And for Alvin Kamara to not even not even score and that be the one, like I was, I understood if the Tim Patrick one didn't hit. It, that was like a plus 215 odd. Yeah, really. But Alvin Kamara was like my most favorable one in my in my parlay and that didn't hit but i I was liking that because then you can kind of you know squeeze in a parlay with players like the robert tanya uh rob tanyan the uh tight end from the packers that his name stuff like that like that's a plus odds touchdown scoring player and that has a chance to always hit um keenan allen on the chargers that's probably going to be a plus touchdown scorer you could throw in a chief player those seem to be automatic within the last couple years uh, and then maybe scary Terry Washington, those those types of players. If you I'll have tell you money right now, and it, you throw a ten dollar parlay with you know three players, it's, apparently it scores you a hundred dollar win. Yeah, Lamar Jackson rushing touchdown, boom! There you go. There's one favorable one. Nick Chubb, that seems to be a nice player that's always scoring and stuff like that. Yep, you parlay these players together. Jonathan Taylor, the running back on the Colts, just pick three running backs, throw ten bucks on it, see what happens. Maybe you win $85, maybe a bust, but you know, you can't say it was a dumb bet because you're betting on these guys that for some reason always score. And I, the, the running backs, I seem to like more betting on because it's the dual threat. They can run it in or they can catch a pass and score and it still counts for the bet. Yeah. That's, those are the ones that I'm, I tend to, will be leaning towards this week and, and some of the weeks to come. Yeah, these games, these games this week just seem a, a little weird to me, though. Yep. Some, you know, I I always look at the spreads early. They don't. They just look weird. They do. They really, they just look really, really do. weird. Like what? It, the Tennessee just won a super close game against Seattle, where they were the underdogs, and now they're only favored by five against the Colts. Right. The that Browns was... are favored seven and a half over the Bears. Yeah. That line literally just moved to seven. Money's going on Bears to cover that. Mm-hmm. They're jumping on the field train. It, yeah. it, it's tough because you, the one thing that people fail to forget or, or take into account is those divisional games. So that Colts and, and Titans game, man, the way the the, the way the Titans um, came back and won that game in overtime, all that momentum going into this home game, coupled with the way the Colts brutally lost, they had like eight straight plays or eight plays. 
um, in goal-to-goal situations and got like one or negative or zero yards, and that's why they lost by three to the Rams. Um, they turned it over multiple times um, inside, you know, five-yard line the five yard line, turned it over on downs the one time and then, um, try to shuffle past. They got picked off just, just bad execution by the Colts. So those things all together. Yeah. It's like, how is this game only at five right now? But it's because it is a divisional game and these games can be very tough. Like as bad as the jets are every single year, they could beat the Patriots one time a year, although they've just been brutally, like they've lost like eight straight against the Patriots or something ridiculous. But that's just an example. Teams like that, like even the Broncos, they'll play, you know, the Chiefs this year and the Chargers, and those teams will split. Like those division games are so difficult to, to, to pick. That's why when you find a team that is as good as the Chiefs are, as the Bucks are, when you get them in out-of-conference games, like I believe the Bucks play the Jets this year. When those two teams play, the spread might be twenty. You're taking the Bucks with that spread. Like those are the money picks. Like you got to find the ones, and there's really none of those this week. Yeah. Like the Bucks and the Rams. Like, and that's still those are two pretty damn good teams. So you it it's probably gonna go Bucks. Like I don't visualize. I really don't see unless somebody gets Tom Brady gets hurt. I honestly can't see see them losing a game um, for, I don't know. I mean, just because the, the way it is with the extra game and stuff, of course, I'm sure they're not going to go undefeated. But, dude, the way they look right now, who's beating them? I mean, who? The, nobody. He's It's Tom Brady for a reason. He's the GOAT, right? Like, yeah. you're not going to find a better team right now. So it's teams like that that you want to you want to jump on and that's why I'm pissed because last week I wanted them first half spread at 7, they easily covered that and then of course they covered what was it 12 and a half, 13 and a half, whatever the spread for the game was. They they hit on that, but this week, yeah. There's some tough games. I definitely will no matter what happens on Sunday. I will be betting that Eagles and Cowboys game just something just because uh, uh that's a juicy matchup in itself nfc least i i want to see the cowboys destroy the eagles i absolutely hate the eagles um so i'm looking forward to that one so that's one i will be betting but i'm going to be very very conservative this week very Some really tough matchups that whole that whole i this week was a good example of it and i put it in our group chat for some reason those four o'clock games slapped they were all great great games yeah the very good games I had to hit snooze on my on myself. I'm like no falling scoring. asleep watching some of these games. The four o'clock games kicked ass, mm-hmm. absolutely shredded. They were yeah. amazing games, all of them. the The Sunday night game was great. Everything, all those primetime games are great. And this week is uh, somewhat of the same. You got the Rams and the Bucks at 4:25. Seattle, who just lost that heartbreaker in overtime to the Titans, are going to Minnesota. They're playing the Vikings. They're on the road favorites. Vikings go, can't get out of their own way right now. And then you got that primetime game, San Fran Packers, Sunday night, 820 kickoff, Packers underdogs on the road as well. And then Monday night, you got that NFC East divisional rivalry, Dallas Eagles, and people are just going to be rooting for for both teams to suck. 100%. Those are two franchises that a lot of people do not like, but I've tend to grow, I've grown on Dallas in recent years. I, I don't know why I can't explain it, but 
the Eagles, Giants, teams like that in the NFC East, I, I can't root for. I, I prefer Dallas. Who's winning that game? Speaking of the Giants, Giants and Falcons, like that's a two dumpster fire teams right there. That's a that's a rough one. The Giants, believe it or not, are yeah. favored in that game, and I think yeah. it's because of what Daniel Jones has somewhat shown you is that uh, he can that that loss to Washington. I think even though they lost, it gave people hope about him. It did because you, and I know they he played beat, well. And I know they the Reds the Washington football team beat the Giants. It's okay. Uh, we said Redskins on the show. Yeah, we can say Redskins. The Redskins almost lost that game. If it wasn't for Oh my uh, god, that pick that, was awful. If it wasn't for the I'll say quote unquote offsides call because <laughs> further video evidence on <laughs> Twitter showed that he jumped at the moment the moment he timed it almost perfectly. Right. That the ball was snapped. You could make a strong strong argument that he jumped right when the ball was snapped and but why I would give do the it Giants at all fans that why? i would give them that i never agree with them on anything I, yeah. I agree with them on that that shouldn't have been a call but but he shouldn't have jumped at all he's not blocking it like yeah. there's no point the I only know, guy I, that has a chance to block it is coming off the edge or the old seahawks where they the linebacker jumps over and times it and, and nobody kicks it. it that low to the line right. anymore right they always sky mail it but 100 it's that's that's going to be a weird game. The Falcons, who yeah. looked great for two and a half quarters against the Bucks, and then eventually imploded with two pick sixes. Mm-hmm. That's going to be a weird game and a test for the Giants, I think, more than a test for the Falcons. The Falcons already proved that they can put up twenty-eight points a game. The Giants, I think, you know, they can put up points, but they've played some weird teams. They be they almost yeah, they have they almost made some drives against. Of the Broncos, a couple couple costly turnovers on Daniel Jones' part, but and then you you play in Washington, nail to nail, and you almost win the game. I they're a team that's zero and two that that shouldn't be zero and two, I think. But yeah, I think it's time for Daniel Jones to not step up any more than he already has. He's looked pretty decent. I think that run game needs to really do something. They they need to scheme some zone blocking schemes for uh, so zone blocking plays for Saquon and get him the ball, man. Get I him agree. the ball. Gettleman must be fuming at the freaking mouth with his draft pick not being able to produce like this. And he understands. He's, he said, I think he quote, quoted him saying he's going to live and die by this offensive line that he's mangled together. But they yeah. need to get this guy in open space. They need to get yeah. him the ball in the open field and let those quads go to work. Hmm. Dude, his quads are are a little bit too big, I think. But he's they're still, <laughs> they're still somewhat easing him in. Um, but look, you've got the Cowboys playing the Eagles. Both of those teams are one and one. So you, you have a chance to gain a, you know, a game in the standings. They have to win this game. Um, 100% the giants do, um, the Falcons, in my opinion, they're vying for a new quarterback. The Matt Ryan era is over. They had their chance in the Super Bowl. They blew a 28 to three lead. That is over. They're trying to build a young core now and they're vying for that quarterback. So I don't expect anything from them. Um, so Personally, this is a game the Giants should win. Um, I would pick the Giants to win this game. I would lower the spread to like two and a half, and I two would and actually, half, yeah. I would buy bet that the half Giants. Point. Yeah, I think, I honestly think um, that the either way this game goes, I honestly, I have a weird feeling that the Giants might blow them out. I don't know. Just call me crazy. Um, but I have this weird feeling that it's going to be a blowout one way or the other. Well, let me ask you this. Who do you think after two weeks is more hungry for a win, the Giants or the Falcons? 
Oh, it's got to be the Giants. The Giants. I think the Giants are. I, I think they're they're so close. Last week was 100%. such a tease for them. Yes. And I'm I'm not that big of a Giants fan at all. I actually do not like them much. No, same. But for some reason, I I think they're going to be super hungry for this game. And part of that is some of the play from their offense shows you that they can do it. I have Sterling yep. Shepard on my fantasy team. Yep. I have yet to start him because I'm so yep. hesitant about that team. Yeah. But he's been killing it. He's yeah. going off. He is now the number one receiver on that team. Yeah, Over which Kenny makes Galladay. no sense. Galladay no uh, is, you know, fuming on the sidelines, yelling. Apparently, they thought he was yelling at. I don't know if you heard of that. They thought he was yelling at Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones that. like took responsibility, said we're fine. Came out later, he was actually yelling at Jason Garrett. Um, oh. So yeah, I would yell at Jason Garrett too if I'm the new number one receiver and I'm not getting any enough targets. But, I saw the broadcast. You know how they, yeah. they show the replay on the sidelines in yes. slow motion? That's what they showed, and I was like, oh, man, like things are getting right. ugly between that. But right. it also goes with the point that everybody was making in preseason and uh, training camp, which was Kenny Galladay's banged up. Saquon was banged up. Mm-hmm. The only receiver 100%. that Daniel Jones had a connection with all training camp and preseason was Sterling Shepard. And Darius Slayton has now emerged as a pretty good threat yeah. for him, too. Yeah. So. Now, look, I'll say this. That, like, that's a great point. Galladay was a little banged up start of the season. Saquon, you weren't sure if he was going to start the, you know, the first couple of games. They're sort of ramping him up. He had the one big run against Washington. Um, I think this is the, ex- the game where they explode. They know what's in front of them. Washington is in Buffalo, or they're playing Buffalo. You've got the Eagles and Cowboys. They're, they can pick up a game here, okay? So it, it's it's right in front of them. They win this game. They cannot start 0-3. They cannot. Um, so I, I, I do – I like the Giants in this game. I think finally uh, – well, he's on my fantasy team, so I'm hoping that Galladay finally explodes and has a great game, you know, 100 yards receiving a touchdown. He need, I need to start seeing the, you know, the production. He did drop a ball on an RPO. It went right through his hands. Maybe Daniel Jones threw it a little too hard, but still, if he would have caught that ball, I would have hit on my parlay because I needed 40 receiving yards, and he only got me 38. So that was disappointing, but um, I made it back up. But anyway, yeah, I like the Giants in that in the battle of um, the 0-2 teams. So, uh, yeah, I mean, that's pretty much all I've got. Any any final words? Um, for, for betting, not really. I think we've covered most of the games that have piqued my interest or what, what I would lean towards. Um, I did want to get uh, your take on the Hall of Fame nominees that were just released yesterday. I don't know if you saw any of them. I, I briefly, like Anquan Bolden, Devin Hester, yeah. I saw Andre a couple Johnson, of those names. Steve yeah. Smith. Some of those guys that we grew up just yeah idolizing and watching Devin Hester yeah some of these I I just wanted to bring that up to you not we don't have to go off about it but uh, some of these names I'm seeing them for the first time in forever like the Anquan Boldens. And What's just- funny about that is like when I first saw that list of names, the first thing I thought was like it's a boring list. Like to it be is. perfectly honest, it's n- like you don't. I, Anquan Bolden, yeah, he was a good player. He played for a number of years, and he came back after Eric Smith on the Jets absolutely pummeled in his face and broke his, you know, all his facial bones and stuff. And he's a warrior, and he was good. Steve Smith is, is was a stud. I like Steve Smith, small in stature, had a you know great career there in uh, Carolina, and then moved on with some other teams. But like 
And then, of course, Devin Hester, like the greatest return man ever. He deserves to be in just for the special team stuff alone. But like otherwise, it's like, eh, it's not like your superstar type players. It was yeah, kind of like, ugh. I feel like it's just a, like the first year eligible list. I yeah. think it's just a bunch of like two, three year pro bowlers. Yeah. For like real. if they were to make like a um, retired flag, fo- flag football <laughs> team, these are the yeah. names you'd see on it. Yeah. Uh, a couple of, I mean, Demarcus Ware, I'm biased, big yeah, Broncos fan. Okay. But his time in Dallas for all those years, mm-hmm. he was a star. He won a oh, Super yeah, Bowl. Absolutely. You know, Antonio Cromartie's on the list. Robert Mathis, the longtime defensive end for the Colts. Uh, big Vince Wilfork, he's on the list. Jake Long, the tackle. Nick Mangold, the old Jets center. Yeah, Mangold. I got Mangold. his signature. Yeah, I got his might, autograph. He might be getting pushed through. Hell yeah, he deserves it. I think Devin it. Hester deserves it. Oh, definitely. I think Devin Hester deserves it. That would some of his kick returns. Dude, were, he he reshaped single handedly the kick return game in the NFL. Hundred percent, legit a threat every yeah. time. They changed rules because of him. They did. Like it's absurd. They would. It, that was the guy you do ne- never punt the ball to him, never kick off to him. Like I'm still convinced they want to. They want to talk about how concussions and 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 stuff on kick returns are trying to make the game safer by moving up the kickoffs. No, that was because of Devin Hester because he was destroying way too many kickoffs and just taking them to the house. Yeah. Um. He was like the first guy that you started to see teams. They were literally drafting a guy that was going to be the special teams, the returner. They were looking for that speedster that was going to be a return man, and that's it. And, yeah, he reshaped he reshaped the kickoff game, the punt return game, and he 100% deserves to be in. Um, but overall, the list was a little blah for me. But I get it, first-year eligibility and, and whatnot. But, um, yeah. yeah, it is what it is, it I is guess. It is what it is. Yeah. All right. That was fun. That was great. Yeah, that was great. Hope you guys uh, take some good notes away from it. Uh, Hell yeah. We try to bring you guys some takes that you might not think of. Um, we, we don't really know what the consensus view out there in the world is, uh, but we try and give you guys our perspective on some of these games and some of these matchups, maybe things that you forgot about or overlooked or you know, different tools to your arsenal for betting this weekend uh, and, and help you guys win some money. Uh, I'm sure I'll be tweeting out uh, some of the picks that I'm going to take this week. I'm going to start keeping track of my bets, um, what I'm going to go on the year. If I do a parlay, um, I don't really speak in unit talk. I know a lot oh, of Oh, I hate that. I hate that, A lot of betters out there, man. 0.5 units, one five. They one think they're so five. cool with that stuff, dude. It's, it's so – I get it. Oh. It's like the numerical system for showing how much money you're going to put on a bet. Oh, but, my God. I mean, who can really tell? I don't decide how much I'm putting on a bet until I up and push that damn button. Yeah. And it, it, it is what it is. I mean, last night, I'll give you an example. Last night, right before I go in the shower, I don't know if you have this syndrome, but I do this. Yeah. Right before I take a shower, what do I do? I go on DraftKings. <laughs> I don't know why. Yeah. But I'm checking I'm checking the lines. Yankees are losing one nothing. Mm-hmm. The, li- the live money line is like minus, I think, 140 to win because they're heavy favorites, but they're right. down one in the second. So I say, all right, minus 140. I'll just put I'll just put half of that on at 70 bucks. See what happens. Yankees win like seven two or whatever it was. Yep, so seven three bucks on that. But yeah, I don't know how much I'm doing until right when I log in. I, yeah. You know, yeah, so, it's just one of those like feel type things. Like how much are you willing? Sometimes you know it's the middle. Like my brother does this all the time. It's just like the middle of the night, and he jumps on there, and he's you know he's 
betting casino games and he's like sending me screenshots. I just played a free bet or five bucks and I just hit for a hundred bucks. Or he does crazy like first touchdown scored and he'll pick like every player, like five, six, seven players on one team. And sometimes he doesn't hit. And then other times he hits crazy like little ones. And it's just little, you just got to don't be a degenerate when it comes to gambling and get yourself whatever state you're in. You know, hopefully it's legal there. Uh, sorry, you know, New York should be there sh- soon enough. But hopefully, you know, you have a state where you can bet and get on those multiple apps, get your friends to send you their code so you get, you know, free $100 bet here and there and take advantage of those promos while they while they're, you know, offering them. Barstool has one right now, I think up to $1,000. If you lose your bet, your first bet up to $1,000, you get that bet back in site credit so you don't fully lose it and then you could still bet it on something else but yeah don't be that guy that so i sent you that video of brandon marshall brandon marshall when he was um either a rookie or one of his first years with the um with with uh either what was it probably chicago uh, no yeah, probably denver right probably with denver he said yeah, denver first, yeah yeah and he goes to Vegas and he's like, you know, I'm content. I'm a rookie, like three, four thousand dollars. And they're like, nah, you got to get yourself a marker, like a line of credit. And he didn't know what they meant. And so because he's, you know, making all this money and he's in the NFL, they give him basically he writes his information down and they give him a line of credit and give him this marker. Sixty grand. He lost it at the drop of a hat. So then, you know, or 70 grand. So then he goes back in again, loses again. And at that point, he was like, uh oh. I can't, you know, I'm I'm in trouble. He calls up Jay Cutler and he's like, Jay, I need like 60K. So they worked out an agreement and he he wired him the money and he paid it off. And, and then, you know, a couple games later, he made his 100K, you know, his bonuses for playing and he was able to pay him back. But don't fall into that. I mean, most people that are either listening to this show or looking for betting advice are probably not betting that kind of money. But you'd be surprised, you, you know, people... Uh, live in paycheck to paycheck and they're trying to chase every loss and, and trying to bet every single game. And then maybe you, you get a little too heavy handed and you go down, say you start a hundred bucks, you lose that, you bet the next game, boom, you're down again. And you just keep trying to chase. Don't do that. Yep. Bet in smaller increments, slowly build it up to a nice bank roll. And that's when you can start to, you know, to explore bigger and, and you know, b- bigger bets and, you know, maybe parlays. Again, I don't typically like to do parlays. I was feeling a little frisky last week because I really liked these games and it worked out for me. I did a two-team parlay and a four-team parlay. But where it got risky was that four-team parlay and that two-team parlay had two of the same teams. So if one of those teams lost, I lost both parlays. I do not recommend doing that ever. That was just one of those things I felt so confident in and it it did work out, but that could have been that could have backfired badly. And then I could have been in like a five hundred dollar hole between the first two weeks. And then digging out of that is not going to be easy. That's when you start getting frantic and chasing. So you know, uh, we've given great betting advice for this week. We're both in agreement. There's not a lot of great things to bet on, but you can find obscure um, prop bets and boosts and different promos out there. And the one other thing I want to mention to you, Nick, is. What's up? The BR betting page used to have those money bets last yep. year where yep. it's like Derrick Henry to score t- anytime touchdown plus 350. It would be $10 max and you'd win like 30 bucks. They haven't done shit yet. Like they've done the first two weeks, but my brother keeps telling me the odds have been awful. 
Like week one, I tried to get the first one. It wouldn't even go through. He said last week's was terrible. Um, I guess too many people were winning money because there was like a lock every week. I did it last year. Yeah, so I don't know. They lowered it. The the one complaint I have against it is not really what you said with the odds. I haven't experienced last week they had any time touchdown score, Christian McCaffrey, fifty dollar bet to win fifty bucks. I said, oh. sign me the F up, dude. Give you me couldn't that. get it to work, right? Couldn't get it to yeah, work. It's if a you problem. guys don't know about this, BR betting on Instagram, go to their story mm-hmm. and they always will have a link yeah. for an odds boost on DraftKings. It's like a carpool. Yeah, whatever. Ad ride share thing Mm -hmm. where they promote an odds boost that they're, you know, offering. And if you try and do it, for some reason, it doesn't work. So most of the time, you got to go ring around the rosy with the DraftKings app, log in, log out, retry it. Then you have to go to the the bet itself. You have to find an individual bet that they're offering, select it, and then see if it comes up underneath as a alternative boost and then and make sure you enable that. Mm-hmm. But even then, it wasn't even letting me. I'm two hours before kickoff trying to do this bet, and they wouldn't let me do it. Yeah, it's, so it's not I'm, worth it. I might be giving up on that because last year we had some success with it. But yeah, but just to hone in on what you just got done talking about, like most of the people I, I, in this in this country, at least for me and you, we're fans of the sport first. We grew up 100%. watching football, playing football, playing Madden with each other online, talking football in the cafeteria at school, and hanging out with each other, throwing the football in the street. We're fans of the sport. First and foremost, but we're so knowledgeable about this kind of stuff and we contribute so much of our time to watching it and listening to it that you might as well put a little bit of money where your mouth is. And we're not saying everybody out there is a high roller and to bet big. Most of the most of the hits that I have, I get my most confidence in betting when I keep hitting, when I keep hitting, you know, week after week and stuff like that. Not when I hit a a $500 bet on a Chiefs primetime game or anything crazy like that or a a five-leg parlay for 20 bucks. No, I don't really feel confident about that. I feel lucky. Yeah. The confidence builds week after week when you start to get a hang of things and you see things develop and you kind of get in a rhythm of picking up things. You know, one of my biggest, I hate, I hate this, I hate this, I hate this, (laughs) is when you turn on ESPN or you turn on NFL Network and they got these bimbo Pieces yep. of crap. Yep. Individuals. I won't. I won't call anybody out. <laughs> right. But you got these people that they're getting paid to talk about the sport. They they don't know shit about this yep. sport. They don't yep. watch these games. They're getting paid. They get a script that gets handed to them, and they say, "All right, the anchor to your left is taking the Packers, so you have to take the opposite team. You have three uh, thirty seconds to make a point about why you think you're going to be right and go." No. Or they got these people offering, you know, these. Um, their picks of the week. It's total bullshit. It yeah. is total bullshit. It's to sw- I think it's an inside job to swing the money yes. in the opposite betting trend favor. Like, you know, oh, the Ravens aren't going to win a game against the Bengals or something. I think the Bengals upset them. Go f- go F yourself. You don't know dog shit, okay? Yeah. And that's my biggest pet peeve is that they try and steer their listeners into betting a certain way. And that's why I only follow a couple other people on Twitter that give actually good advice that aren't biased and try and lose their followers' money, okay? That's 100%. my biggest pet peeve about the betting the betting community is that sometimes they drop the ball and they try and push an agenda that isn't what the modern day American better is thinking. And they know it too. And they make people contradict their own way of thinking about the sport. And that's, it's detrimental to, to yourself if you believe any of that shit they push. Yeah, no, hundred um, percent. That's a good point. And w- the last thing I'll, I'll piggyback off that is look, betting as much a, as you want to say, like, 
it, it might be luck. Like with the Cardinals game, if you pick the Cardinals, that was kind of that was luck that they won that game with the missed field goal. Like the guy's not gonna miss another thirty-seven yard field goal. Or like Giants, if you had them, like that's just a bad beat. Like that's what happens. But no, it is a skill overall. We watch so much that we we know the names of the players. We know we check injury reports. We know who's playing, who's not. We just know like home field advantage. We know how many points that's good for. We know, you know, it takes a field goal to win a game, you know, three points. And if it, the spread is three and a half, you lose on that hook. Like you just got to know uh, the trends. You've got to know how betting works. It is a skill. Um, I think we've own, honed it for just years and years of watching and, and now betting now that it's become legal, I used to bet even when it wasn't legal overseas, Bovada, all those things. But it is so much a skill that we pride ourselves in it. And listen, we would not give this advice on something that we are we're we're losing money on this too. We're putting our own hard-earned money into these games. So the picks we're giving you, these are games we ourselves are going to bet. I would never give you um, betting advice on something and say, oh, you know, put a hundred bucks on this team if I'm not willing to do it myself. Like I had someone reach out to me on my DMs who um, on Twitter who, and I welcome this. I tell you guys, you know, hit me up on Twitter, you know, Instagram, whatever. If you have questions, I'm all here for it. This guy had a free $100 bet uh, on a sports book and he needed a game. He wanted a lock. I told him, bro, take the Patriots. I'm a Jets fan and I'm telling you to take the Patriots. That must say something. And, and I gave him my reasoning and everything. He reached back out to me after the weekend and he told me if not for my pick, he would have lost money because that was the only pick that he won that weekend in week two. So, yeah. you know, these are the things we, we are knowledgeable and it is a skill. It's not like, you know, playing roulette where it's a crapshoot where, you know, you got to pray that a number hits blackjack, stuff like that. I'd say is a little more skilled based, but again, even so you're praying on a card. A card turn. I will take sports betting any day over over you know a chintzy card game or a roulette or something like at the craps yep. table because it's yep. all it, it, for nine you know for the most part it's just luck. It's this luck. is more skilled based. I'm picking what I think is going to happen w with the roll of a dice. You're not in control. At least when it, I'm picking a game, it's a fifty fifty chance, and I you know use my knowledge and what I've accumulated and stats and, and different things and my gut feeling oh trust your gut if there's one thing i one piece of advice i could give you it is to trust your gut because i had a gut feeling last week on a couple games and it it panned out in my favor and when i don't trust my gut and i go with my head a lot of times it it, it you know it gets it gets out of whack and that's when you start losing but the you know these are these are our picks we're giving them to you because we're also betting them. So you can have that confidence that we're not just, like you said, that IG girl looking for followers that's just throwing up picks that her boyfriend gives her or whatever, or that some, you know, uh, sponsor is telling her to read off, you know, to try to get likes and whatnot. But uh, yeah, no, these are, we're putting our hard-earned hard money on these picks and on these games. And that says a lot, I think. I think, yep. I think you hit the nail. Right on the head. And I and guys, none of these picks are guaranteed. We're not promising you a profit, no. but we're trying to give you what we think. Maybe we're regurgitating what you're already thinking, and it gives you the confidence to maybe place that bet that you were kind of hesitant towards, but then you hear this, or if it's or if it's news to you, you didn't know that, 
you know, just we dig deep for this stuff. You know, we don't just log in on Sunday and hit, you know, Ravens money line. We're going to bet $435 for the Ravens to win and then win 100. We're not just doing that, you know. We we search for some of the good deals for the week, some of the good odds. Some of the odds boosts out there I'd, I'd very much stray away from. I always tell people, if you wouldn't bet it yourself, don't bet it if it's an odds boost unless you were already thinking yes, about it. Yes, that's know, where like I got in Chandler trouble in Jones week one. Had, Chandler Jones had four sacks week one. Crazy, right? Yep. Week two, DraftKings offers Chandler Jones to record four plus sacks plus 800. No freaking chance no. in hell he's hitting no. that. Don't even waste a dollar. That is literally losing money. That's that's all that is. Those are that's trap they, bets. That's how they pull in the noobs and, and the guys that, that and gals that don't know what they're doing. I was one of those in week one. I fell for a lot of those odds boosts. I'm not one to to bet odds boosts a lot if it's one that I really like. But week one, I fell for the trap. They had a lot of juicy looking odds boosts, and I fell for that trap. It's going to happen from time to time. But look, if you listen to us, you're not going to lose money. I'm telling you right now. If you tail some of our bets. And you you start to pay attention to the trends and and start watching. That's the best advice I could give: is watch, put on red zone, put on you know your local game and watch and watch throughout the season. And do you're 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 golden. I mean, football is this is the time of year to make money. Okay, the baseball right now, 162 game season. It's a crapshoot from day in and day out. Garrett Cole on the mound the other night. Yankees are probably minus 450 against Cleveland. Lowest payroll in baseball. And what happens? Yankees get shellacked 11 to 1. Like that stuff doesn't happen in the NFL. The Bucs are not going to have a game where they're playing the Jets and they just get smoked. Like that stuff like that doesn't happen. So that's why we get so excited and you see so much on the internet when it comes to betting and when it comes to betting football, whether it's NFL or college. This is the time of year to make money. Yep. I haven't put money into my DraftKings account in two years. Yeah. I've been playing with house money with college basketball bets, NFL bets, NBA primetime games, NBA playoffs, stuff like that, with house money. I put $100 in two years ago after I think I lost like maybe like my first 400 I won off a $10 parlay or whatever. Yeah. Put $100 in, and I've been using house money ever since. That's it. You hit, you go up, you go down, you go up, you go down, but you never – you never throw it all out there. You you bet smart. You bet what you can, right? And and it puts a little meat in the on the bone for for betting in these games. It make they they're they're not wrong when they advertise that it gets you in the game too. It you you know you put more into it. You're you're watching it. You have more, you know, you're more involved. More invested, in yeah, yeah, exactly. You're more invested in these games. The game means it's more. It's true. Hundred percent it more. And everybody out there is doing fantasy too. So you're trying to get that double hit where you your player does win fantasy and then you win a bet on it too or something. It's so hard to micromanage these bets sometimes too with the fantasy aspect of it all. Yep. You're rooting for certain teams to help you in fantasy, but then it goes against what your parlay is. So then you're torn between do you do you want to win this week in fantasy or do you not want to do you want to lose money in your parlay or whatever you're doing? Uh, the, the best advice I can give is just just go with your heart, go with what you think looks like the great bet for the week, go with what. Um, the obvious answer is, you know, I've yeah, said I, know. It, I just said it, but it's my pet peeve when people go against the obvious. It's I know, it's horrible. Yeah, I but, agree. But I'm done. That's all I've got for today. Yeah. Um, I hope you guys listen. If you have fantasy advice, you know, I'm we're here for it. We're both two and zero. We're looking up. We're looking good and pretty right now. We're sitting sitting pretty. 
as they say. Um, so I'm, I'm welcoming it. Uh, I had a buddy at work today who um, had a trade offer. I gave him some of my betting advice, told him I would counter. Um, and, you know, that I'll give you start sit advice. Like, don't listen to no Matthew Berry. Like, that dude doesn't, <laughs> doesn't know his, you know, his ass from his elbow, right? Like, he, no. He he's just another guy. Like I, I'm just as knowledgeable. I could easily replace him. But no, in all seriousness, um, we're here for you. We want you to win. We want you to, you know, uh have those bragging rights with your buddies uh, when it comes to fantasy, win that money. Um, and yeah, we head into week three um on a high note and let's see if we could keep this thing rolling. Um, good luck to everybody out there if you're planning on betting these games, because it's gonna be it's going to be a fun week. There's some good matchups. There's some uh, juicy games toward the latter end uh, of Sunday night and Monday, and I'm here for it. So I'm excited. We've got this Thursday night game. Um, I've got to go, you know, eat dinner and then get this episode uploaded, and we'll see if our predictions come true, right? Yep, yep. It's going to be a great week of football, some interesting storylines. And, guys, it's still early. We're only three weeks into this. So, uh, you know, go with the motto of what did you learn and what what – can you take with you into the next week of betting on games? Aaron Rodgers stunk week one. What did he do? Came out week three and ju- week two and killed it. So what did you learn? That the storylines about all the off-season drama, it, it wasn't true. Because he came out and he looked like the MVP of last season. Okay? These people make an hour episodes on ESPN into this bullshit. You just, you got to believe what your eyes tell you, okay? You're not, you're not wrong. You're not crazy. Don't trust the media ever. Don't, yeah, don't trust the fucking media. Never, but, but, yeah, but no, good trust luck to us. all you guys out there. All right. You guys are just like us, just Hell average yeah. everyday working Americans who are having fun on the weekends with a little bit of their own money on sports betting. Okay. Best That's of luck it. to you guys go crazy, but don't go crazy and hope you guys win big. Hell yeah. All right. That wraps this show up guys from Nick. I'm the Pody. Let's get it. Let's, Let's go. go. I'll see everybody next week. Uh, hope well, I don't know. My schedule is up in the air, so we'll see if we have an episode next week. I'd like to start doing like a midweek episode if I could because my schedule is kind of hectic and weather dependent. But, um, yeah, um, I'll try to get another episode in next week, guys. All righty. Let's, let's go watch some Thursday night football. Deuces. Peace. Carolina Panthers with sharp teeth and claws. We growl to win this game. We call pro football. Our offense and defense so intense. Your team will be the losers if you got a lick of sense. You dig the NFL, my lyrics and my rhymes. You eat up what I'm saying, spit and fly hip-hop lines. Lightning fast, big black cats, Panthers kicking ass. Yo, with a TD.